I'm Tavis Smiley. Welcome to uh, the second hour of our program today. Glad to have you with us. Uh, in this hour, I said I said at the top of the first hour, it's a, one of those days we're trying to squeeze an 80-pound show into a 40-pound bag. Uh, two uh, conversations per hour. We're making uh, making our way through it, though. Uh, great first hour today, and uh, here we are now in our second hour. In this hour, uh, as I said, two conversations on the B-side uh, of this hour on May 10, 1875. A former slave stood in front of a judge and was sworn in as a deputy U.S. marshal. That man was Bass Reeves, a conversation with writer Terrence Anthony about the new Paramount Plus series, Lawman Bass Reeves. On the backside of this hour, we commenced this hour, though, in conversation with content creator, gamer, social critic and political commentator Eric D. July, who joins us now for a conversation about his own brand of freedom, including being black and libertarian. Uh, Eric D. July, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great, brother. I appreciate you having me on. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing the best I can. If I complained, I'd be an ingrate, and I'm delighted to have you on this program. Let me just jump right in and make the most of these uh, less than 30 minutes we have now. Um, what does it mean in this present moment to be black and libertarian, Eric? Well, great question. Uh, well, look, the, the way that you know I kind of define liberty and uh, libertarianism um, in, in the modern sense um, is a person that values, obviously, individual uh, freedom. Uh, looking at it from the concept of private property rights, uh, obviously that's starting with yourself and your body, and therefore you own yourself. Uh, mm. um, and nobody has the right, of course, to use aggression um, upon you. So uh, it's one of those things where it, you know it became a, a principle that that I certainly follow, and I try to apply to each and every single uh, individual thing it is that I that I do, and it's uh, it served me well uh, up, up until this point, and um, this is something that I, I would love for other people to value as well. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do I'm, I'm glad you said that because it, 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 it <clears throat> excuse me, it warrants, <clears throat> excuse me, it warrants some interrogating, and that is this notion that we own ourselves. Um, uh, certainly spiritually and uh, theoretically, uh, I agree with your assessment, and yet I look at the way that we um have to navigate the lives that we live in this country, certainly. And there's all kind of evidence to suggest that we really don't own ourselves. We don't mm-hmm. own these bodies, given the way uh, society uh, pushes up against us and maltreats us. Um, I think you take my point. Your thoughts? Yeah. No, I uh, I wouldn't necessarily. Let's say this. I would word it in a different way. Sure, 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 sure. Um, in that I, uh, of course, agree when you consider the government and its, and its involvement uh, or the state and its involvement in everybody's individual lives, even mm-hmm. in something as simple as uh, like a property tax. Uh, do you actually own your your uh, your own land? Um, it, it's something that I think is worth entertaining. So the thing that the way that I word it is not that we don't necessarily own our rights. It's more uh, that these people who uh, let's say are using acts of aggression upon us are impeding mm-hmm. um, upon those individual rights that each and every individual naturally. Um, has so they might uh, declare it to be uh, a righteous by way of law or whatever it may be, but um, in terms of the concept of actual rights and that it's inherent in every individual and the fact that we are human beings, uh, they're using aggression upon us and therefore impeding on those rights that already um, exist. So the concept uh, is very similar, and I would agree that yeah, considering the makeup uh, of just even the government alone. 
uh, it, it, uh, it certainly shows that they don't like the fact uh, or they may disagree with the fact that we do own ourselves and our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think we agree. We, we, we own it, no question about it, but they have little respect for that ownership. That's my point, I think, that there's very little respect for, 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 for our ownership. That said, let me ask, um, I, I was having dinner last night with my friend Cornell West. Of course, as you know, he's running for president now as an independent. Uh, he was here in L.A. last night. We, we sat for, uh, for dinner for a few hours. It never goes under a few hours. Once we get talking, it just goes and goes and goes. You look up and you got to, I said, man, I got to work tomorrow morning, so I got to get out of here. Uh, but we were together last night, and I was telling him uh, about, he asked about the show today, and I was telling, telling him the rundown of the show today. And he was fascinated by, by my conversation with you uh, about uh, you're being a black libertarian. And he asked me, he said, Brother Tavis, he said, how do black libertarians show up politically these days? How do black mm-hmm. libertarians show up politically? Um, how would you answer that question? Ooh, that that's such a uh, ph- phenomenal question because I think if you asked uh, several uh, other uh, uh, libertarians, they may have a different approach to it. Some sure. people are all in on, let's say, the Libertarian Party. Some people are uh, looking at it. Well, that's maybe not as realistic. Maybe you, uh, it's it's more of infiltrating the one of the major two parties mm-hmm. um, that will at least hear us out. I I can empathize with either of those positions. For me. I'm all about culture, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've been being a commentator over the last decade. For example, I've been offered and asked by many uh, to run for office and do this and that. But I feel like my place, and uh, definitely if if uh, we're gonna bring about this more free or more prosperous uh, uh, culture, let's say that I think that's exactly where it starts, and we have a lot of work to do there. I don't think it's gonna. Let's let's say this. I look at politics like the lagging indicator um, of culture. You change the culture, the politics sort of change by by default in whatever way that it looks. But we have uh, like some fundamental core structural issues there in which people don't really value uh, freedom. So this is why I use things like, you know, music and, and other ways to sort of uh, uh, as a vehicle for, for this mm-hmm. message um, and, and trying to get people to sort of understand and adopt that because for for a, a libertarian society or culture to to manifest itself, we got a lot of work yeah. to do and, and a long way to go. It's not often that I get a chance to talk to black libertarians, uh, and so I, yeah. got, I got a long way to go in this conversation. When we come forward, I want to come uh, back to this notion of black culture uh, that Eric D. July raises a, a moment ago, uh, and he's used the word freedom or free three or four times in this conversation. I am curious as to how black libertarians view uh, the notion of black freedom. A great deal more to interrogate of our guest, Eric D. July, right now on Tavis Smiley. This is getting good. Tavis Smiley Smiley. continues when we come forward. forward. More honesty than you can handle. More empowerment than you can imagine. You're tuned in to Tavis Smiley. Smiley. Indeed you are, and I'm glad about it. Our guest uh, in this half hour is Eric D. July, content creator, gamer, and social commentator uh, with a social media reach that goes into the millions, and I'm honored to have him on this program. Um, so, Eric, um, I, you, you were talking a moment ago about, about black culture. Um, what's, what's your assessment uh, of the state of black culture right about now? <laughs> and I know maybe people don't uh, aren't going to like me saying this, but look. Say it, say it. I, I think we have to be honest with ourselves um, if you are to find a solution um, to the problem. So uh, for me, looking at like 
what we deem as quote unquote black uh, uh, culture, it's not generally associated with uh, things um, things that's positive. Now we can talk all day about what came first, the chicken or the egg, who's the who's influenced that. I just have to deal in absolutes. I have to deal with what what is. Now I don't think that this is a case of black culture being kind of doomed uh, for failure. I am very much a, a individualist in, in, in that idea that the world can move without someone else moving it for us. Um, and what I mean by that, it's going to, uh, the issues, uh, let's say that can be corrected. Um, it's just, again, we have to be kind of hold each other accountable there and, and be honest. And, um, you know, any given time, I'm sure you're, you've experienced it. I know I've experienced, you start really unpeeling those, uh, layers, if you will. And, and people start feeling some kind of way because turning a mirror on some, some person or a groups of people, uh, can, can often be a problem. Uh, uh, or they'll find it a, as a problem, but you got to be kind of honest with yourself. We can't expect uh, any individual or groups of individuals can't expect uh, uh, to, to find any sort of solution without being honest with ourselves. Hmm. No, I, I, I agree with that. Um, I guess my question is uh, whether or not you think uh, that black culture is uh, headed in the right direction, if I can put it that way. I mean, or, or take, taking us in the right direction or I'm 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 probing because I'm hearing um, some sort of implicit critique of black culture. Yeah. But I'm trying to get you to come with it full force. Well, most definitely. Uh, I, I think that, look, th there are areas of positivity. I mean, I look at m myself and people that I've um, I've been able to uh, uh, converse with over the given years. I think uh, black people more than they have, let's say in the previous decade, um, are becoming more, um, uh, uh, mindful, right. Of uh, their individual actions and also being more mindful of just like the political landscape. Um, and, um, again, me being a black libertarian, I've seen more black libertarians, um, uh, that number, let's say grow, uh, over the years. And that's awesome. I think that's a necessary thing. Uh, this sort of political hive mind may have got us in to this situation. However, there are still those that are destructive. Um, let's be uh, completely honest. Uh, there are those, and this is why, unfortunately, people do associate black culture with, with, with uh, degeneracy, uh, with, uh, with, with violence. And um, we can think it's unfair as all get out, but you know, the old saying is where there's smoke, th th there's fire. Mm -hmm. um, and I say this as a person that, that kind of grew up a knucklehead, let's call myself that, and I had mm -hmm. to kind of grow, grow out of that, a guy that was terrorizing his own community, those sorts of, uh, sorts of things that I participated in. Mm -hmm. But again, you can't, you can't grow out of that until you realize that what you're doing is objectively, uh, objectively incorrect, it's wrongful, mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you, you know, you kind of build some sort of course or plan of action and, and you get out of that. So I, I, I white the white pill, if you will, is that there's positive, there's positivity in that. There are people that have changed. I've seen a lot of growth in a lot of individuals over the last 10 years. Um, that doesn't mean that there, there aren't people going the other way as well. So maybe you can make the argument that, that it's a wash. I just think that we have a long way to go. Yep. Um, how does one? I'm I'm fascinated by your by your transparency uh, and your openness about um, your own uh, knucklehead status back in the day. Uh, that is. So how does how does one grow out of grow out of? I love your phrase. How does one grow out of terrorizing one's own community? How do you grow out of that? Oh man, I think it's becoming more knowledgeable. I mean, the, the, and I don't mean like in a, in a sense of like 
higher education, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the easier route. Like, you know, we, we often think, hey, people become more educated. And that's what we deem as education is uh, going to some university. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's more of just um, embracing the fact, as we spoke about in the first segment, you know, you owning yourself uh, and, and being responsible um, there. You know, I went, I grew up kind of in this era where I'm blaming external factors for every, let's say, shortcoming it is mm-hmm. that I that I had. Mm-hmm. And I think once that just general mind state started to, to, to adjust, I started to reap the benefits um, sort of as an individual. So instead of looking at it like, well, my environment alone is why I'm doing all of this stuff and trying to make excuses for uh, what it is that, that, that I'm doing, it was more of, well, it does not have to be this way. Um, and yeah, I may be pressed with an unfortunate situation, but I can certainly make the most um, of it. So it's more of actualizing that. It's more realizing that um, and, and uh, planning sort of a course of action there. For me, the subject matter was was economics. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I became more knowledgeable on, on that and going from Austrian economists and a, a Chicago economists, or really it was the other way around and really understanding even how something as simple as government impacting uh your your economy uh even when masking themselves as sort of these saviors uh has had these sort of detrimental effects but it ultimately boils down to the individual so i think it's uh you got to kind of realize that and that's that's the that's the start of kind of growing out of of the knuckleheadness if you will Mm -hmm. um how do black libertarians process black freedom or put another way what does black freedom mean to black libertarians um for us uh, at least you know and again speaking for myself mm-hmm. um i look at the ability to be able to yeah i mean it sounds cliche but do what it is that that you want in your own individual capacity so that's pertaining to you know your private property uh again starting with your individual uh, individual self and yeah there's barriers. We all understand that. We recognize that there are those out there that would want nothing more than uh, for you as an individual to, to, to fail. Um, there's often these uh, sort of obstacles that, look, I would love to get rid of, certainly as it pertains to the government, mm-hmm. um, that, that, that hinder, let's say, your ability and mobility uh, to, to be able to, to sort of move. Mm-hmm. So when I look at trying to bring about a more freer uh, 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 nation, if you will, uh, I look at it like trying to get rid of those barriers that are objective, not like, you know, just kind of talking about the boogeyman. It's more of there are things that are identifiable um, that I think we can try to get rid of. And I'm not just talking about in a given mind state. I'm talking about, again, as it pertains, um, you know, to government. I say this as a, as a, a, a business owner, even just looking at these, the, the regulatory body, which it does not incentivize anybody mm-hmm. to, to even go out there and try to uh, be a business owner because they make it so incredibly hard. So uh, for me, it's like trying to get rid of those objective barriers um, uh, will bring about a more, a more freer society. What, um, what do black libertarians uh, view or see as the proper role of government everybody has their own ideas you, yeah. you mentioned government a few times and i'm just trying to get an understanding of what black libertarians think the proper role of government is or is not it, it depends a great question by the way it depends on who you ask i mean it's mm-hmm. on a scale even libertarianism is on a scale i lean more towards uh the uh, the the complete you know absence of 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 the, the government but most people are what we call minarchists right mm-hmm. so they would believe that 
the government, and I would prefer that over what we have now, believe that the government, the only proper role is uh, pertaining to protection of those uh, individual private property rights. Mm -hmm. So often minarchists, they say, whether it be with protecting, uh, you know, borders or uh, and, you know, court systems and uh, uh, police and, and stuff like that, but only as it pertains to someone's using aggression upon someone else. And we need to dis uh, need to solve that uh, dispute uh, is more so what it is. So it's very, very limited. It's not to. Uh, you know, obviously they're going to be against like kind of welfare statism and all of that good stuff. But it is a skill. I, I, I will be fair. And I think as uh, you, you know, you start to have these conversations with more libertarians, you'll find those more identified with me where I'm like, I don't want this. I, 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 if, if at all possible, I would like there to not be a government. Um, but for others, uh, it's more as it, it pertains to like security and, yeah. and settling sort of disputes and stuff see, like that. See, I don't. That, that's that's where some black libertarians or libertarians period lose me. Um, I, I'm I'm happy to have a conversation, even a debate, about what the proper role of government should be. That's why I use that phrase in that way. But you can't tell me you don't want no government. I mean, we have to have we have to have and operate inside of some sort of apparatus, Eric. Well, it depends on, again, like what it, what it is that you define as that, right? right, uh, right. A government and what it is that, that, that you look at. Like, obviously, governing is still a concept that I believe that would exist uh, absent of even if the government just destroyed itself tomorrow, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, people, like, like, it'll be more closer in proximity, but there's going to be some rules, right? Mm -hmm. There's going to be uh, some level of, uh, of of law, let's say, in, in that in, in that case. Yeah, somebody to, 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 to your earlier point, somebody's got to do with the knuckleheads. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So there's, there's somebody has to. There's going to be some form of governing. I think where that scale exists is like, how big do you believe that state needs to be? Um, and who they are ruling over. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you take the United States of America, or rather in the federal government sense, that's ruling over 300-something million-plus people that really differ uh, uh, greatly in terms of, 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 of culture and, uh, lo you know, location, obviously, ge mm -hmm. ge geography. It's all different. Um, and not every individual is the same, and uh, there are some unique sort of cultures. So does it make sense that there's this one-size-fits-all for such a big body? I don't necessarily think that's the case. But mm. to your point, mm -hmm. there is going to be, even if you said, hey, the government's gone tomorrow, there's going to be some level of governing because, to your point, somebody's got to deal with the knucklehead. Nope, I hear, I hear it right here. So I want to circle back to my conversation with Dr. West last night that I referenced earlier in this conversation, Eric. Um, and I'm not asking necessarily for a particular person. You can answer any way you want to answer it, of course. But I'm a black progressive, unapologetically progressive. You're a black libertarian. And I'm not so mm -hmm. sure that either one of us <laughs> is happy about the choices that we have headed into this election season. So when you, as a black libertarian, when you look at the frame politically that we are in right now, as we head to 2024, what do you see? Like, who do you, uh, again, what, what, where, does your, where does your vote go? Do, do you cast a vote or do you not believe in government so much you ain't even voting? So, so, so I'm just trying to get a sense of how you're viewing the current political frame that we're in between now and 2024, November. Oh, well, yeah, the current political frame uh, is not a <laughs> positive yeah, one yeah. Uh, by any means. I think I think we can all agree, no matter uh, where it is that we're at, that the, the options are not uh, 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 the, the best, uh, if you will. Mm -hmm. But look, I'm not one of those that get so caught up, not in this day and age, right? Get so caught up in the, in the ballot box, because as I mentioned earlier, again, in the first segment, look, I, I think there's just so much work to be done. 
uh, just from an educational perspective that, look, man, the change is not going to come there. Um, it's not going to come in the ballot box, not yet, which is mm. so much work to do. I just, I mean, having these com- conversations with people around the, around the country and man, it's like, dude, we got a long way to go, man. Mm. Before I can even, uh, you know, think that there's going to be someone sort of, uh, even paying lip service to the idea of, uh, of, of libertarianism. Like we got, we got a ways to go. So I don't get caught up. It's, it can be, cause, and I'll tell you this, the reason why I don't get caught up mm-hmm. because that's kind of depressing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about what it is that you just said. Like you're looking at your options here, and you're like, "This sucks." Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's nobody here. And yet, and, and, yet and, 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 and yet, how would you respond to th- this this sentence that you've heard, I'm sure, countless times? We all have that your vote is your voice, and that if you don't vote, you can't complain. And that somebody died for you to have this precious right to vote, and that uh, the two most important days of your life are election day uh, and and the day you meet your maker. Um, all that sort of all, all those sort of uh, uh, mantras and metaphors and and statements that people make all the time. How do you respond to, to, to that sense that to opt out is to do disservice to King and all the others who fought and died for our right to vote? Yeah, and I would vehemently disagree with them, um, and I and I get it. Look, that that's a hard pill to swallow. It's just yeah. beating our heads. Uh, to your point, like uh, you know, all of us, like, hey, this is the most important thing it is that you do. But I, I, I've learned a lot, you know, in, in in navigating this world, man, and and understanding the reality is the reality. All that sounds good, and I think the reason why we 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 say that or folks say that so so often is because it makes it appear as if you have a lot more power than what it is that you actually have, and it's put up in this sort of pretty little bowl. Um, and it's cute and it sounds very good, but it's not the reality. Mm-hmm. It never, and to be fair, it never really has been the reality. Look. In order to bring about the, the, the world it is that you want to see, it's going to start with those uh, that are around you in your individual community. Um, so I would make the argument that maybe from a voting sense, if we're really going to play so much stock in it, it ain't going to be at the presidential level. It's not even going to be at the uh, voting for your, uh, your, your uh, federal representatives, um, if you will, in the House or the Senate. A lot of that stuff is going to be single issue items, and those are going to be far more impactful than anything that it is that you cast for, for a president. So I get it. And all that stuff sounds good. But when it comes to actually bringing about change mm. in your geographical area, I, it's hard to believe that that is the most yeah. important thing. I think having conversations like you and I, to be completely honest, are right now is going to be far more conducive um, to to bringing about the world it is that get, we want to see than it is casting a vote. No, I hear you, I hear your point. That's your point of view. Uh, you got thirty seconds left here. Um, is the black libertarian class growing, and if so, for what reason or reasons? Right, quick. Absolutely. It is growing. I've seen it grow uh, over these past uh, few few years, especially last uh, maybe half decade. And I think the reason is people are seeing these uh, options play out the way that they have. Uh, we were just talking about the political landscape and it's just not working for them. Um, and I think people are, are realizing that there's now other options. You don't have to be just put in the pretty little box that right. everybody wants to put you in. And people are being faced with those uh, th- those choices and realizing, well, I don't have to make that that choice. Yep. And I think that's why you're seeing a, a lot of growth there. He's a black libertarian. And I appreciate his perspective. Eric, did you lie? Good to have you on the program. All the best to you and happy holidays, sir. To you too as well, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you for your time.